welcome to Sister Speak Fringe, where we discuss season two of the TV, Fox TV series Fringe from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode eight. Let's get started. Okay, so today I'm going to be doing the recap on our episode eight titled August. And as we all know, we're late in our podcasting. So this is going to be a double episode. Well, we can still split it split it out to two episodes so it's not too long for people and their iPods or whatever listening devices they have. Oh, you want to do it that way? We can do that. Oh. I don't care. Whatever. So, I'm going to start with a recap on August, which was about three weeks ago. Aired before the holidays. Oh, yeah. That's way back there. And I'm going to do the recap from uh, a website because I didn't have time with everything else we're doing to do my own, which I know everyone's going to hate missing my own, but we're just <laughs> going to do a generic, <laughs> generic recap. So here we go. Uh, we're in Boston and we see an observer, which does not look like the observer we're used to, uh, in a park. It looks like he's in a park and he's timing an event and making notes in his journal. He keeps looking at his watch and looking at people um, through these binoculars. As he's doing this, a veteran selling American flag pins approaches and asks him about the binoculars he's using. The observer says they're from somewhere far away. Uh, The man, the veteran, puts a a pin on his lapel, even though the observer tells him he doesn't have any money. He leaves, and then the observer starts looking back through his binoculars, and this is a young woman, her name is Christine Hollis, walking by. He puts his binoculars in his briefcase and when he opens it, we see a teddy bear and um, other little items in there and approaches the girl, leaving a journal behind where he was standing. He he grabs the girl and starts pulling her, making her walk over towards his car. And when she tries to struggle, um, he gives her a sedative and puts her in the car. A man tries to intervene and the observer draws a gun and fires and it blasts this man with some kind of looks like radio wave or shock wave or something. Yeah. And the man flies back a couple feet. Uh, he then gets in his car. Um, well, actually, before he gets in the car, another guy comes up, a security guard, mm-hmm. runs up and starts shooting at him and he doesn't get hit. And the observer gets in the car. Touches the ignition with his finger. It starts the car and he drives off, which is pretty cool. Um, We then go to see Olivia on her couch sleeping when her little niece, Ella, walks in and wakes her up and uh, starts talking about how excited she is to go to an amusement park. Olivia tells her, well, we're not going on any roller coasters because I'm scared of roller coasters, but we'll still have a good time. Her phone rings and it's work. And as soon as Ella hears that it's work, she starts putting her little map of the um, amusement park away and taking her little jacket off, which is so cute. (laughs) And um, Olivia tells her that was work and I'm sorry, we're going to have to postpone our trip. She's like, I understand you have an important job. So, you know, she tells her that she'll call a friend of theirs to watch her. Uh, We then see Olivia at Peter and Walter's house and Peter is telling, um, well, actually, Olivia tells Peter that the observer was spotted and they are waiting to get security footage. Walter's in the kitchen making milkshakes because he's trying to recreate his favorite 
shake from a shop that has since closed down. While he's doing all his little experimentation, Olivia tries to get him away and tells him that they need to go to the lab. Um, and because especially since he knows the observer and Walter kind of looks like he doesn't want to say anything. He looks guilty. He looks guilty. <clears throat> he says he's there. He says there's nothing more he could tell her other than when Peter was a boy, they almost drowned in a car crash and no, an observer in a frozen pond. Yeah. A car. They almost, I said they almost drowned. When their car drowned in a car cat crash, you can't drown in a car crash. Well, you didn't let you me finish. drown in the water. You didn't let me finish, oh, Sister Jay. <sighs> oh my goodness! Do you okay. want to do the recap? Go ahead. They crashed into a frozen pond. Okay. And almost drowned when okay. Peter was young, and an observer saved him. So they finally get the security footage from the park and. They all look and realize it's not the same observer they've been noticing in the past. And uh, especially not the one that Walter, I don't believe, dealt with. We don't know at this point. September is the one of Walter that follows Walter and watches right, Olivia. The, His well, name is September. But later we find out that the observer that we're looking at in this, that's featured in this episode is one that Walter knew. So, um... At this point, Royals has found, someone has found the journal that the observer left and he's sending it to the lab so they can look at it. Um, they go over the footage in slow motion and they realize that when the security guard was shooting at the observer, he was actually catching, catching the bullets. Mm -hmm. And but of course, we couldn't see that until later. Um, we then see the observer taking the girl, Christine, to a motel and tying her to a bed. She's pleading with him to let her Tying go. her to a chair. Okay. She's pleading with him. It doesn't matter. She's pleading with him to let her go. And why is he doing this? And every time, everything that she says, he's repeating back to her, which is kind of freaky. Yeah, it's And creepy. then he finally, he finally just puts a, a gag. gag in her mouth and puts his hat on and leaves. But he tells her this is for her protection. The gag is for her protection. Of course, she don't believe it, but mm -hmm. yeah. So we go back and see Broyles, who they finally have identified the girl as Christine and passes on the information they have to Olivia. She has no parents and no significant criminal record. And Olivia admits she has no idea how the facts tie together. Broyles believes that the key to Christine is figuring out why the observer made an exception to not just observe, but to take her. Since in the past, I've only seen them watching what's going on. Mm -hmm. In the lab, Peter notices a spot of blood on the journal, or in the journal, and asks Walter if the observer said why they sa he saved them from the car crash in the pond. <laughs> and Walter says, no, he didn't say anything. Of course, as, as he's saying all this, he looks guilty mm -hmm. and looking kind of not quite looking at Peter in the face. Peter thinks that they're close to trying to figure out what's going on. Um, they Astrid is trying to decipher some writing that she has found in the journal and contains 1,200, over 1,200 distinct non-repetitive characters. Mm -hmm. When Olivia arrives, Walter notes that the blood has an orange tint, which suggests hemophilia. 
But Peter puts out an alert to the hospital to get a list of hemophiliacs, and Astrid discovers that someone else has been researching the symbols, which was the, I believe, the scientist at Massive Dynamic. Yep. Right? So then Peter and Olivia go meet with Brandon, the scientist at Massive Dynamic we saw a couple episodes ago, and he's been trying to decipher the symbols. One of the symbols is a cuneiform found on an ancient Iraqi tablet. And another one dates back to 900 BC, but he has no idea what they mean. He thinks that he's found something and shows him uh, an engraving of the Boston massacre that shows the observer in the background. He's also found other pictures and drawings of the observer from France in the 1700s and Sarajevo in 1914. He explains that the observers may have been able to view time and go to significant technological and historical events so that he, they can kind of go wherever they want. He says he's charted 26 signs in the past three months, but only a dozen in the preceding 5,000 years, mm-hmm. and wonders why and what's about to happen. We next see a really cool scene where we see three observers in a restaurant. One of them's the one we've seen mm-hmm. in the past season, and they are eating a meal and putting a bunch of hot sauce on it. They ask for even more hot sauce. They realize they have a situation with the abductor, who we find out his name is August, and um, <clears throat> one of the observers says that Christine was supposed to be on a Tropos Air Flight 821, and we don't know the significance of that, but they say that August has abducted her and created an anomaly. Because it's already, he says, it's already left the terminal, which means that she ain't on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, she ain't. Yeah. Think about it. So he altered the timeline. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that part yet, Sister J. Okay. They all decide, or one of them decides, says, the we need to contact Donald. Mm-hmm. So we see Donald, and he's this guy. He gets a, some kind of signal. He has this little cell phone. looks like a cell phone, but it's really a little device with all these different colored lights on it. They kind of light up in different intervals. We don't really know why. And apparently that means he's got a message from the observers or his next target. He goes to his car, takes out a case, and then receives a fax, which is cool, in the case Mm -hmm. with a picture of Christine on it. He takes out a gun and puts on a silencer and then looks at her picture. Olivia and Peter go to Allison, Massachusetts and talks with Christine's friend Danielle. Danielle says that Christine was supposed to take a flight to Italy that day, and Olivia asks for a copy of her itinerary. Peter finds a picture of a young Christine with her parents, and Danielle explains that Christine's parents died during the big earthquake in San Francisco in 1989. As she goes to get the itinerary, Peter points out that the observer can be seen in the background of that picture with Christine and her parents. Back at the hotel, no tell motel, Christine finally manages to pull herself free or partly free of the chair and falls over. August comes in with some food and picks her up, unties her and ungags her so that she can eat. And um, she just is asking him, why is he doing this and what does he want? He tells her he's got to show her and turns the TV on and tells her to wait. Uh, We go back to see Olivia and Peter driving and Olivia calls um, the Jacobsons. The, thank you. The Jacobsons who are watching Ella. 
And apparently her sister, which we never did find out about in the episode, is she out, of out of town. town or, for the weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> she calls to check up on Ella. And um, they say that she's not there. She's getting ice cream. And so Peter asks her, you know, what's going on. And she says that they had to cancel their trip to the amusement park. And she tells him a story about when her mother took her to a movie and how excited she was about it. And so she feels bad about canceling out on the amusement park. They hear on the radio about a flight to Italy crashing. And they realize that that was a flight that Christine was supposed to be on. Um, we see, we go back to the hotel and the news is showing a broadcast of that flight. And August explains to Christine that she was supposed to be on that plane and was going to die. And he saved her. He says that he, that she's not out of the woods or safe yet. And there's something else he needs to do. He ties her up again, but this time she's not really struggling and gags her and tells her that, you know, it's for her protection. Peter and Olivia arrive back to the lab and tell Walter what happened about the flight and they wonder what it's special about Christine. Astrid gets results of the blood sample and they realize it's cap it's some chili pepper juice. Capsaicin, capsaicin, mm-hmm. something. Um, she realized they say they're particularly hot and Olivia realizes they can track down who imports those type of chili peppers. They were King Cobra chilies. That's the brand name? Well, that's what they are. That's what Walter says. They're okay. King Cobra Chilies. August goes to the Indian restaurant mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the other observers are eating lunch. And they tell him that he needs to explain who Christine is and why he's doing all this. He explains that he's watched her or observed her entire life and that she's unique and that others have interrupted or interfered before. Mm-hmm. The observer notes, or the one that we've always seen, you say his name is September, note tells him that they have only done so, interfered when they needed to correct a mistake of their own making. August says that he can see that Christine is important, but the others believe that he is wrong. And they tell August that they are going to correct the problem. We see um, Olivia and Peter going over Christine's records and can't find anything that's going to help them find out more about her. Astrid has an address on a citizen who's ordered some of the chili peppers. And so Peter and Olivia leave. Walter is still trying to create, recreate his shake. And so he asks Astrid to taste his new, um, his new trial of the milkshake concoction. Yeah. And he tells her that he needs some more of an ingredient and asks her to go to the store. Well, it's a subterfuge. Right. I, He's tricking her. He asks her to go to the store. And he then once she, once she leaves, he grabs his own coat and leaves <laughs> and goes out the door. Mm-hmm. We see Donald, the little assassin guy, breaking into an apartment. And, and we see photos on the walls of Christine throughout her life. So we assume now that it's August's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Walter going to an Indian restaurant where August is waiting for him. He had apparently left Walter a message and, um, Walter looks really worried and nervous and asks August not to take his son and explains that he had an arrangement with an observer. August is surprised and says that he only contacted Walter because he needs his help. Walter wants to call Peter and Olivia, but August says that they're occupied. 
we go back to the apartment and Olivia and Peter are arriving, not knowing that Donald is in there. Uh, Peter finds a phone book with a page slightly warped to a um, hotel page. So they kind of think that he's at a hotel. Peter and Olivia both go different ways in the apartment. Donald gets behind Peter and tells him to get to the ground and he's got a gun pulled out on him. Peter attacks, but Donald escapes out the front door and disappears before Olivia can catch him. We go back to Walter and August, and August is telling Walter that he's interfered in the normal course of events, and they won't stop until Christina's dead. He has no idea how to prevent her death, but knows that Walter has solved a similar problem in the past by seeing past limitations of the situation. Walter says that he just missed his son and asks what is special about Christine, and August says that he can only see it, not describe it but the other observers don't believe him and don't see it. Walter tells August that he's got to do whatever he can to prove that she's important and be ready to accept the consequences. So we see um, August going back to his hotel and talking to Christine and asks her if she trusts him as he's taking off all her stuff. She says that she does and then he tells her she's got to do exactly what he says. So we leave that scene and go um, back to the apartment where the FBI is going over uh, the apartment and looking at all the articles. And Peter is wondering out loud what the observers are looking for. Olivia gets a call that tells her that August has been spotted in Lowell, Massachusetts, which is where the motel is. So we see Donald breaking into the hotel room and it's all quiet and dark. He's looking through the closet, looking in the bathroom. He doesn't find anything. Um, as soon as he gets towards the closet, <coughs> excuse me, August shoots him with his little electric gun or whatever they call it and knocks him back. He then uh, goes outside and Donald demands to know where Christine is. Olivia and Peter, this is when I think Olivia and Peter pull up Yep. and Donald runs not before he shoots him. Yeah, okay. actually, I skipped that part. <clears throat> uh, because August doesn't say anything, Donald shoots August. And at this point, Peter and Olivia run up, get there, and notice that he's down on the ground. Olivia runs after Donald, but he manages to get away and <clears throat> runs up these stairs, and Olivia's trying to dodge and duck and get him. They end up on the second floor or third floor of the hotel, like the roof area. And he's kind of got Olivia cornered when she shoots him. And also Peter gets, has August's little pulsar gun or whatever you call it and shoots Donald to where he falls over the side of the building and dies. Well, Peter shoots him first with that pulse gun or whatever sound wave and it knocks him off his balance. And then Olivia shoots him twice in the chest. At any rate, he gone. He did. He did. <laughs> so, okay, I don't know why that's funny, but that's funny to me. Uh, they go back to the parking lot where they saw August on the ground, and he is not there. He's gone. Olivia runs into the hotel room, and they find Christine hiding between the bed, the mattress, and the wall, kind of underneath the bed, which is kind of a cool hiding place. Mm-hmm. 
she um, gets Christine and tells her she's with the FBI and she's safe. And Christine's asking about August and where he is. And Olivia just, uh, just tells her, you know, everything is okay. We see the original September observer driving with August in the back seat, And um, he's asking August why he saved the girl. He tells them that he saw Christine as a child crying after her parents died and realized that she was really brave, that she was in his mind this whole time and never left it. And he wonders why and if he loves her. August asks him if, he'll, if she'll be safe and September tells him that she is now and that August made her that way and made her important by making her, since she was the one who killed an observer, the first one to kill an observer. We then see August dying in the backseat of the car of his gunshot wound. Or he actually was dead at the time that September made that comment. Um, back at the apartment, or at Christine's house, or we assume it's Christine's house, Olivia's dropping her off. <coughs> She's asking why me and, and why did he save me? Walter comes in and tells her that he's got something from the observer that he was told to give her. It's a teddy bear, and she remembers it was the one prize that her father won for her before they died in the earthquake. Walter tells her that she, he thinks that she'll be safe now. Um, Peter then tells Walter, or Peter asks Walter when he saw the observer, and Walter really doesn't say anything and kind of changes the subject and says, let's go get a milkshake. Let's go find a milkshake. Uh, we see Broyles confirming that Donald was connected to a series of assassinations dating back 10 years. They said there was nothing in his car to show who hired him and the techs can't get the gun to fire again. So whatever mm -hmm. Peter did, that was the last time it was going to fire. Broyles tells Olivia that someone tipped them off from another phone at the motel and they figured that August called them when he knew he couldn't protect Christine himself. Olivia asks for the day off, and then we see her later at the amusement park with Ella riding on a roller coaster. So I guess she's gotten over her fear. No, she, she, but she's doing it for the little girl. Right. I mean, she's screaming and stuff, but she's getting over it enough yeah. to get on the roller coaster. Because with me, I'd be like, I'm sorry, baby. Mm -hmm. You just got to go with somebody else. <laughs> we see the observe, another observer looking, up, looking at them while they're on the roller coaster, and... September's there too. Was it? I think it was September, September and another another one. observer and the and boss one. I think he's the boss one. He says that soon things will become very hard for Olivia, and that's the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Good episode. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think so? Yeah, I thought it was good, but man, you lost, you left a bunch of good stuff out. But that's because I wasn't taking my own notes. Yeah, you well, know, you know. One thing. <clears throat> That I thought was very interesting is when Walter is telling Peter about they were saved from a frozen lake. That's how he described it. But he said 24 years ago. So that means that that happened shortly after Walter snatched the alternate Peter. Right. See, and then one thing I also noticed is in the, in, you, you, you know how they show, um, what happened the previous week? They showed Peter, excuse me, Walter in the cemetery with the headstone. And it says Peter Bishop, 1978, 18, uh, 1985. That means he was seven years old. 
when that little baby died. So he was seven when Peter snatched him from the alternate uh, universe. So 24 years ago from that is what? 24 plus 7 is uh, 31. I think he's supposed to be older than that, Annie. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's in his 30s, though, but whether he's... uh, That would make sense with what the story is saying because... Exactly. So I thought that was good. Say, supposedly, the observers only interfere when they're trying to right a wrong. Well, Mm -hmm. the wrong was supposedly allowing them to take Peter from the alternate universe and here. And... Since that's already been done. Yep. It was already done. Then when he gets into a wreck and is about to drown. In a frozen lake. In a frozen lake, Mm -hmm. like you like to say. Hey. Then they're going to save him because apparently he's got a purpose. But it seemed to be that Peter looked uh, irritated and angry throughout the whole episode. (laughs) He did. Because. He always looked irritated and angry. Because he wanted to know more stuff. And then another scene that I wanted to point out, and it, and you didn't really go into detail, but I thought it was really, really interesting how the uh, uh, we learn later, once we find out that August uh, is the observer's name, we learn later that August left his book there on purpose because he left a message for, P, for Walter in the in book. In the book. That and, was cool. Right, that was really cool. But this was the part that I thought was so interesting, and that is... When Astrid is telling them, I can't make out this language because, you know, there's no repeating patterns and stuff. And she says specifically, there is no known computer that can decipher it. And while she's having that conversation with Peter, Walter is sitting at his little desk reading the book. Deciphering it. Yeah, but he's reading the symbols. And I just thought that was Hilarious. I thought that was really, really good writing. And, and he's looking real sheepishly at him to make sure that they're not watching him right. decipher, decipher this it. book. Right. Oh, I thought that was great. I mean, he was just sneaky throughout the he whole was, episode. He was so sneaky. And I don't know. I mean, if I was them, I'd be asking him t- way more questions than, about the observer than they did. I know. I mean, they asked him a couple but, I mean, as soon as he would kind of dismiss it or change mm-hmm. the subject, they just let it go. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, you're the only one of us who've talked to one. Who've actually, yeah, talked so to one. So we need to talk a little bit more but, about. And that scene where they first recognize that from the surveillance tape that August is not the same observer that they're used to seeing. Yes. Everybody's looking all wide-eyed like, oh, my God, it's a, it's a second one. There's another one. And Walter's looking all... Uh, like, guilty well, and stuff like oh okay, okay. I already knew all that yeah but, I yeah. know you know <laughs> so I thought that was really really good too um and that restaurant scene the very first restaurant scene uh where they're all putting all that pepper and hot sauce on their food oh that was just hilarious to me that was all of them they just had mounds of pepper and I want them to answer sauce. why you know the, uh, apparently their sense of taste is off well not only that but, but maybe they crave the chemical that's in peppers that bring yeah, the heat that's true see that's what I'm thinking whatever that cap- capsian or whatever that chemical yeah. was that Walter analyzed in that uh, chili juice maybe that's a chemical that their bodies gotta have Craving. to be in this uh, universe see it's odd because they either use pepper or anything that's going to make it spicy. Yeah. And I'm telling you, uh, when you go to an Indian restaurant, 
Well, to me, curry is hot anyway. But uh, but when you go to an Indian restaurant and their ch little chili sauce, ooh, it's hot. And I like hot, spicy food. But it is very, very spicy. Very hot. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was good. Well, I also liked in this episode the scenes with Olivia and Ella. Yeah. That very first scene to me was just so that was cute. So cute. When she heard, when that phone rang and she's like, the little baby girl just started the putting her stuff just started, together. She got up from the couch, yeah. took her little coat off, mm. put her little brochure away. It's like, now, well, now you know I got to say something for all of our fringe fans that listen to our other podcast where we rail yes. and rail on the V podcast against that stupid actress playing the park of Erica, the FBI agent. In your agent. opinion, stupid well, actress anyway, Elizabeth anyway, Mitchell. But I mean, this is the way Olivia played it exactly how you do when you have a, an important job, but you also care about your kid. You know, she, and uh, she explained her, she says, you know, Let's take a rain check. And the little girl, the little girl is 18 times younger than Tyler. And she understood. She started putting her little stuff away. I understand you have a real important job. Mm -hmm. So what she do, she said, well, you know, for right now, though, let's go make some pancakes. Yeah. See, and let me call the Jacobsons and, you know, have them babysit for you and stuff. That's the way you do. Mm -hmm. And then as she's going on her way to her next little FBI scene, she, she calls. She, she calls. Up on her. And wasn't that cool? Now, how come in V, they don't have some cars with the phones like that? You know, with the little OnStar phone and stuff. Oh, I don't they know. They always flipping out their cell phones and stuff. Or, or she stopped at a pay phone well, or was, something. Yeah, I don't know. You know, but th I thought that was really cool. That was just very well yeah, done. Yeah, that was well very done. Very well that done. That scene was so cute. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Although, I find it strange that the mother would be gone that long i mean oh yeah people that, have to go for a weekend yeah if you travel in your job and you have to be gone her for sister a didn't have a job well maybe she was going to get one uh, whatever i found it strange the sister was gone that long knowing olivia's got a job like that where she's got to be gone at all hours of the day but for all we know olivia uh uh, uh told her yeah i'm available this weekend they yeah. had already had a weekend planned, a True. fun, okay. and relaxation. I didn't think that was strange mm -hmm. at all. Not at all, because I've had jobs where I've had to be gone for a weekend, and, you know, somebody had to watch, watch the kids, so, you know. Anyway, and another uh, very funny scene is when, you know, uh, Olivia asked Walter, was it really blood? And, she, and he says, no, it's that King Cobra. He says... I once ate a King Cobra chili. I, the flatulence was terrible. And everybody's looking like, oh, you know. Yeah. Because he's talking about it. So they're like, oh, okay, well, hurry up, you know. But um, I thought it was really, really um, a very good clue when Walter first met August in the restaurant, in the Indian restaurant. And the first thing he says was, you know, please don't take my son. But he says, your friend and I had a deal. Deal, yeah. An arrangement. I know what I did was wrong, but, and then that's when August um, interrupts him and says, no, that's not why I'm here. So that lets you know, number one, okay, the observer who's who's watching Walter was probably not at all pleased that he took uh, the alternate Peter. Mm -hmm. So Peter, so Walter had to make some kind of arrangement yeah. with him, mm -hmm. see, in order to keep that all under wraps. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was interesting how in this episode, Peter seemed, there seemed to be this kind of like um, 
subtle pulling between Peter and Walter because Peter wanted to know more information about the observers, how Walter knows the observers, what they really want and stuff. And Walter knows this information, but he's not telling none of them. Not Olivia, not none of them. I know. Not none of them. Well, but he, he does. Or else he's, or else that's telling, well, yeah, you know, that's stuff true. he doesn't want to tell. That's true. So I, I feel like he, he'll tell them a little bit of what he's already told or what they already know. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I thought it was interesting too when they was talk, talking to the scientists at Massive Dynamic that um, Peter's asking, okay, so an observer has shown up throughout history, so what are they looking for? And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to know that too. What mm-hmm. are they looking for? And evidently something's getting ready to happen. Well, the storm is coming like they all say, you know, like William Bell said. Yeah, but we don't know what the storm means. No. And even though this was an observer... Mm-hmm. field episode we still didn't get we don't know a lot of inf- or any really information about what they're doing there all we know is of which we we could have kind of surmised any other way but it was interesting to see all the different observers so since his name is august and the one who observes olivia and talks september. to walter is september then there's probably 12 of them uh-huh. see that'd be my guess so you know and I wonder if because they're close in like September, October, mm-hmm. or August, September, excuse me, mm-hmm. is it, if that's why they're close. It seemed like they were kind of seemed like they were close, or less relationship mm-hmm. than the other one. Yeah, yeah, because September's the one that went and got him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a good good point. Yeah, that's probably. So true. I wonder who the other ones were. Uh, I don't know. I just I Maybe feel like it was January or something. But didn't really know it. <laughs> yeah, Jan- <laughs> hey, hey, January is seven months from now. Yeah. So uh, you in October, you in August, get on with it. Anyway, okay. Well, we got a couple of emails. Okay. Um, one from Zero Fights again. Okay. And this is commenting on of human action, which was actually prior to August. Okay. He says, hi, sisters, just finished listening to your podcast on of human action and just a couple of comments. The Tylers can be safe. And that was the one where they had the Tyler clones. Yes. Okay. He says the Tylers can be safely assumed as clones. Yeah. It seems like Dr. Carson is collaborating with Dr. Penrose, Mm -hmm. Penrose, excuse me, who appeared in the same, in the same old story, the second episode of the first season. Remember the rapid aging story? Yep. That was nasty. That was nasty. That just hurt me seeing that. (laughs) Also, at the end of the episode, we saw Christopher Penrose has clones in a chamber. Yep. This This presumably clones made by Dr. Penrose. So Tyler is actually most probably an outcome of cloning by Dr. Penrose while his mind control capability is as a result of research of Dr. Carson. I agree. Yeah. That's yeah. a good observation, Zeophyte. I agree. That's probably how it was. Okay. He says, number two, somewhere in season one, I think it was mentioned that Walter was institutionalized because he was found to be mentally unfit in a trial for slaughtering his lab assistant. That's all Zeophytes. Because hmm. in um, our last episode, we were talking about, yeah. we wanted to know the reason why Walter had been put into the mental hospital. Okay. Because see, but I don't recall that. Actually, what I remember is, he the the lab blew up 
or something happened to the mm-hmm. lab and mm-hmm. his lab assistant died. Mm-hmm. And so I do remember an episode where the mother of that lab assistant came mm-hmm. and he was, you know, trying to explain to her the situation and she was upset. And of course it's now been 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I think I believe a woman and he was trying to tell her, you know, she was one, you know, she was smart. She was great. And, you know, I'm so sorry. I do remember that, but I don't remember a trial yeah, or anything. I would have to go back and look at it because I really don't recall. I really don't recall why they said Walter was institutionalized. But he could be right. He could. It well, could sure. be part of that because I haven't gone back to watch season right. one, even though we. Yeah, we've got it. So okay. Okay, and our next email. Thank you for that email, Zeofite. Thank you. The next email is from Jamon. Hey, Jamon. And it's about this episode, August. Okay. It says hello, ladies. This, that was another fantastic episode of Fringe. Mm-hmm. There is some serious shiitake mushrooms going on. <laughs> and Olivia and the rest of our Fringe crew are in a world of trouble. Mm-hmm. One, I'm sure someone already asked this, but do you think the observer at the end meant Olivia or the little girl? So at the Olivia. end, when they're... Okay. Because he's been observing Olivia. Yes. All throughout season one. Yes. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. I think he meant Olivia. Olivia. Number two, did you notice the unusual objects in the observer's apartment? Mm -hmm. A wall socket with four holes, pills, and a comb in the bathroom. Really, what's up with the comb? (laughs) That's a good point because it's got no air. I I don't. I didn't (laughs) notice. Three, it seems that the observers are named after months. So are there only 12? It's a shame August had to die, but September seemed to show some emotion from this event. And appeared physically disturbed by the look on his face. Mm-hmm. I I think there are. I mean, there's a reason why they're named after months. So I do I think, think they're, they're 12. 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wonder if they replace one if one died. I don't think so. Apparently, this. well, he said she's the first person to kill an observer. So maybe this is the first observer who's ever died. Right. So I don't believe that they'll be, he'll be replaced. No. But, but he also said that. Because this girl, quote, was the first, and he didn't mean that she literally killed him, but, you know, she was the first, uh, 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 he is the first observer to die while, you know, in the service of this girl, Mm -hmm. then, uh, but he also told August that you made her important because she's important because she is the first human to have an observer, her observer die. That's what made her important. Okay. So that's kind of a circular thing, you know? You're important because you killed the observer. You killed the observer because you're important. You see what I mean? Because I was trying to prove that you're important mm-hmm. and you mattered. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Okay. He also goes on to say, number four, when September said that they only interfered to correct mistakes of their own making, what could they have done to cause the death of the original Peter? I didn't think. Well, they didn't. I don't. I don't think so. No, I think. I think the way we have already uh, explained that during your uh, uh, brief recap uh, is probably how it was, and that is Walter went over to the to the alternate universe and got Peter, and because Walter did that, he upset the little timeline or whatever, and so therefore, when they had that car crash and and the car ejected into that frozen lake and they were drowning, then they saved them because the alternate Peter, that was not his timeline. 
Yeah, I, I agree. So, I think Walter snuck over there and snatched yeah. Peter. Yeah. And the observer either, you know, he either dodged the observer that day or whatever. Whatever. But I don't, and I but think they he knew made, after the fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it might be related to last season. You remember in the like second to the last episode when the observer said it's time to go yes. to Walter and Walter had to go back and do something. Yes. It, it, whatever the deal was, that had something to do with the deal. Probably. Yep. It had and we to just haven't it. gotten, they haven't shown us yet what that Mm-mm. meant. Or Maybe what it's that coming was. up, but yeah. yeah. He goes on to say, how was Walter able to decode the message and what deal did he make with September? Well, we already kind of talked about that. Right. The assassin received his information with a set of green, 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 red lights. That meant <laughs> This that is exactly he... the same pattern that had been used in season one to hypnotize people. Mm. Are they using humans to do their dirty work? Well, obviously so, because uh, what that little symbol said to me was when he got all four of those green lights and one red, that meant, uh-oh, time for you to go kill somebody. Well, I'm sure it's a yeah. pattern they've already established. Exactly, and, so. And it's a good I mean, it's a good uh, observation that what if they were using that pattern to mm-hmm. hypnotize him in order to get him to kill her? I mean, he didn't seem like could he was be. under the influence of anything, but that could explain why he was doing it. Or maybe they can. I I don't know. I, I, uh, I just figured that I was... I just didn't... That did not occur to me. Yeah, because me he... Had all the equipment that he needed right there. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he carried it around with him in his car and stuff. So, and then, of course, we learned much later in the uh, in the episode when Broyles is telling Olivia there was uh, there are six or seven other unsolved murders that they now know this same guy did. Donald did. So, you know, I I just took that scene as they had. He's their little enforcer guy. Yep. And he does all their little work for them. Yep. So they've got this established signal mm-hmm. that can't be traced. And they've got this, uh, it, it seemed to me, this established protocol that, I mean, it, it, they didn't bat an eye. Okay, well, something's wrong. You've interfered with the thing, so now we have to correct it. Because mm-hmm. the point is, she's supposed to die. And that's right. the correction. So these other people, for whatever reason, they weren't where they're supposed to be. So they had to die because it had to be corrected. Okay, he finishes by saying, sorry I didn't get to write after the last two episodes, but writing a 50,000 word novel is no joke. Yep. This is much harder than it seems. I give you all the credit in the world, Sister J. Thank you. For completing yours the last couple of years, and maybe we can get Sister K to take part next time. Yeah, that'd be good. Talk to you after the next episode of Fringe and V, Jamon. Thank you, Jamon. You know, I'm glad you you mentioned that, and I hope you were successful anyway and won. I I did so well because I ended up with a novel that was 92,874 words. So I'm really, really proud of myself because that's a lot of words for one 30-day period. So I did really, really well. But I think I did so well this month because, or this year, because I've done it for like five or six years. So this was my fourth uh, completed novel that I've done through this uh, event. So as you as you do it again next year, you'll get better and better. And yeah, maybe we can get Sister K to do it too. I don't have that skill. Yes, you do. No. You'd be surprised. Everybody's got stories. But anyway, thank you for that email though. That, that's very, very nice. Thank that you. That was great. Okay. Well, that's it for August. Okay. 
I think we should close out this episode and then just go with a new one. And we'll just do a new one. Okay. So, uh, our email address, which everyone knows, is sisterspeak (laughs) at gmail.com. Our voicemail is 972-692-7341. And our website is sistersinreview.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J.